Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to 2023. It's promising to be a good year at the Flight Pass podcast. We have some great guests lined up already. And on this episode, we have Missy Gannon. She took time out just before Christmas and her trip overseas to chat with us. I hope you enjoy the chat and Kerry and I will update what we've been doing on the next episode. In the circle today, we are, I am, well, I think we're both very pleased to have Missy Gannon on the show. Now, on the first episode we recorded, Missy, there were questions we posed to each other about why we were doing this. And I was asked, we asked each other who, what MPO player or what male personality we'd like on the show and what female personality we'd like on the show. And I, I said, Scott Stokely for the male. And he's appeared on the show. And then I had two. I had Kristen Tatar and yourself as my two players. So now <laughs> this could be my last episode. And then Kerry will just have to find her two guests. <laughs> so. I, I agreed. I agreed. I would, Missy was there along yeah. with my other choice as well. So. Yeah. But, but we're very happy to have you on the show. And um, we had Joe Henderson on and she had nothing but uh, great words for you. As a, oh. a yeah, Joe's a sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, um, but so you, I believe, started disc golfing when you were twenty six. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I kind of lose uh, exactly what that age was, but it certainly was, uh, you know, in my later twenties um, that I picked up the sport. Yeah, and so what got you into the game? What attracted you to the game? Um, actually, I. My fiance, then fiance, now husband, um, were on a um, road trip across the country, and a few of our friends from college that we had went to school with in New York um, had recently moved out to Colorado. So we had stopped by in Colorado to, you know, say hi, see how they're doing, and it was um, something that they had learned and brought us out to to play while we were there. You know, I right away thought I was going to be great at it because I knew how to throw frisbee and I wasn't good at it. And I remember my first throw probably with like a, a high speed driver for all I know. I remember it just like hooking straight to the left and I didn't understand why. And uh, so it was a it was a harsh intro to the sport and I didn't like it at all. <laughs> put 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 the discs, you know, disc golf away back way back in my mind didn't even care about it um for the rest of the trip as we you know moved on and, and left from there to head out west farther and yeah and so uh we ended up actually eventually also moving out to colorado and it's just such a big scene in that state and it was something that um you know, I'm so competitive <laughs> that I I didn't allow myself to just let disc golf, you know, what, you know, ha only have one one opportunity to play it and then just forget about it. Um, although I did forget about it for a couple of months, I decided that I needed to to give it another try because I have to at least, you know, try to learn some better mechanics, and uh, that's what I did, and it it ended up working out. <laughs> Was there anybody that? Um, helped you in those formative years of how to throw the disc or help, co help coach you or was it all kind of watching videos and self-taught? 
Uh, yeah, it was all pretty much self-taught. Um, you know, it was kind of cool. A lot of the time you hear, you know, um, especially with women that, you know, their significant other had been playing and, and, and taught them how to play. Um, but in this case, Tom and I had learned together at the same time. Um, and, you know, watching all the YouTube videos and, you know, just going to league and honestly just playing and um, just trying to, you know, really feel out how, you know, just feel out disc golf and, and see, um, you know, it, it's one of the one of the things that I really loved about disc golf was that I could see the progress so quickly, especially when you're first starting out and you're putting in that time and effort. Um, so, you know, being able to see uh, maybe I never was able to park hole one at our local park course and then all of a sudden I'm getting closer and closer and closer and it's um you know it was just uh one of the things that really drew me into the sport but yeah it was all self-taught in the beginning cool and and at what point did you realize hey I'm I'm pretty good at this game and <laughs> you know I could make it you know a career for want of a better term um, it, it all happened really quickly, and it, it um, you know, I think again, being able to learn in a state like Colorado in the communities that we were learning in, um, I think was a huge benefit uh, because people were playing every weekend, every you know Wednesday night league, you know all throughout the winter <laughs> you know there's a whole there's a whole league that's called the winter warriors and they you know do incredible things with um donating to uh you know the the food storage community you know, things around uh the state and um yeah they're just out there all winter long and i played winter leagues uh snow glow leagues you know all of it then and uh yeah it was uh it was just really cool to uh, be in that kind of community and learn so quickly. And honestly, I think from the beginning, I knew that I was sort of on a fast track because I had learned the sport so much later um, than all of the other sports that I had played um, growing up. So, uh, you know, I, I didn't really know that it was going to be something that I was going to make my career. But as I got better and literally played every single weekend competitively at some point, you know, it's at some point in my um, disc golf life, Colorado had a pretty much an event every single weekend and that, and I was playing every single event. And I think it was, uh, you know, really just 2017, the year before I went on tour that I met Paige Pierce, I met, um, you know, Val Jenkins at an event in Colorado, the Rocky Mountain Women's Championships, and I had won in advance, and, you know, they, they both sort of picked me out of the crowd and, and spoke to me, and that was really cool, you know, I, I think I had gone to them to, you know, get a disc signed, and then they were like, hey, you did really well, you know, like, and they, like, knew that who I was, which was so crazy, um, just from that event, and, you know, they knew I was going to Am Worlds the following week, or uh, month, I you know, a couple weeks later, or something like that, so it was just so weird for me to be that a fan, and them knowing things about me, um, so anyway, you know, I, I, I didn't necessarily know at that point that I wanted to do this as as my, you know, career, but uh, those were certainly really key things that happened to me that inspired me to want to get out there and, and try it 
for myself and see how I stacked up against these women that I'm, you know, shaking uh, their hands and, you know, so giddy to get their, their signature and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, it was, it's honestly, it was like such a fast um, track to where I, you know, am now. But at the same time, it, like thinking about those moments back in 2017 or, you know, and how much they impacted me then, um, it, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's cool to reflect on those things. That's really That's a, cool. That Go is on. really cool. Um, <laughs> Mike, I have a question that I just want to kind of in, interject here is um, mm -hmm. the time you spent in Colorado learning the game and seeing the growth of the sport, obviously in a state where they live and breathe it. Um, mm -hmm. Was that a piece of what maybe inspired you to give back to the sport so much? Like, um, or like what was your career before you got into it and does giving back mm -hmm relate back to what you were on track to doing with your life before you found disc golf? <laughs> yeah, I mean, before I was um, a project manager for a, a small tech company in predictive analytics. Um, and, you know, it was comfortable and simple, um, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I feel like there was always something about, um, just about, I mean, I am so competitive. I don't, like, <laughs> a lot of my close friends do know this, especially my disc golf friends. Um, it's, you know, there's it's some board on the disc golf pro tips <laughs> website as you're being one of the fiercest competitors in the sport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I literally refrain from playing certain board games with my uh, tour friends because it, it's a, there's a whole different Missy that comes out. That's amazing. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I owe so much to the clubs that I was a part of. You know, shout out to Longs Peak Disc Golf Club in Longmont, Colorado. Um, also, the the local the the club for for Colton Montgomery. Um, you know, we kind of played a lot together. Uh, he had went on tour a year or two before I did, but um, before that, you know, we had been playing at league nights together and stuff like that so um again it's kind of cool to be out of that area um eagle obviously is from near there um but he was already sort of on tour and doing his thing before i got uh into the sport um so yeah I, it, it's i definitely wouldn't be where i am um in the sport without that club and it's funny because now there's a little bit of a like a rivalry between the New York clubs and the Colorado clubs because I since going on tour I've um, spent a lot more time in New York and playing with those clubs and I even played a winter league with them and you know now they kind of claim claim me <laughs> because I am I am from New York I only moved to Colorado so it's like you know it's 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 this funny little battle that I that I sometimes see on on the social media platforms but um, I do owe my disc golf roots to Colorado um, yeah so without them it was uh, it this, none of this have happened and um, you know I, yeah I, I feel like this sense of pride when I'm on tour and and representing um all the clubs that I've ever been a part of but um you know it's uh was definitely a, a key stepping stone um to get me to get to where I am now you say you're very competitive but when mm -hmm. when I watch you I think when most people watch <laughs> you on tour 
you, you're always smiling. You, 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 uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. You, you, you'll play a bad shot, and and that's a great quality. I mean, you know, I, I shouldn't say you know you, you play maybe the shot you didn't quite want to play, but it's not like you right. know s slamming a bag and you know kicking something. It's just like you know there's a <laughs> smile on your face. Let's let's get on with this. Which uh, yeah. Ha how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so part of it, I want to say that I am a generally happy, you know, happy person. I, I try to take, not take things too seriously. Um, but I think part of honestly, my, my, um, intense smiling is, is partially, uh, kind of a coping mechanism with like, you know, my, um, the, the stress that's involved with in disc golf and competing professionally. Um, it's almost like a, an anxiety thing, probably. It's just like a natural response to, to something that, you know, wasn't so great, <laughs> but, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why it's such a, um, like an automatic thing for me. Uh, I am happy that it is the way it is because I do think that it helps me a lot. I mean, sometimes, you know, the brain is a, is such a powerful thing that it may not know the difference between, you know, smiling because you're actually happy versus smiling because <laughs> you're feeling a little uncomfortable. I, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, um, it does, it does though, it does kind of level, level me out. And I, I even think part of it is like when I make a mistake, I, I laugh because, you know, I'm kind of saying to myself inside, like, come on, Missy, you know, you could throw that shot, you know, blindfold, blindfolded, um, you know, so it's sort of like, it's sort of like I'm poking fun at myself um, because I know I could, I could do that, you know, 10 times <laughs> out of, out of uh, 10 most of the time, but not that time. <laughs> I, I think like, you obviously know what you're thinking when you do it, but being mm -hmm. the fan and watching from this side of the screen, it really, um, it, it's inspiring because you mm. see people who get upset or they, you know, they slap their disc or they punch their disc mm -hmm. or kick it or whatever. And then you see them start to spiral and you don't see mm -hmm. them even on a good shot. They're not smiling anymore. And when I watch you play, you're, it, it's contagious. Like, and you play well <laughs> and you seem calm and it's almost like you spiral the opposite direction. You keep yourself <laughs> in that mindset and I think it's really mm -hmm. cool, and, and it, people notice it. Like your fans, one hundred percent notice it. That's yeah. That, I mean, it, it's always something that I, I hear from people, and, and that's ever that's all that's only ever you know something that I'd like to um, pass on to everybody you know out there is that um, whether or not I know if it's you know not trying to smile i do think it is just like a natural reaction um to maybe feeling a little embarrassed by the shot or, or whatever but whatever it is um you know i think i've heard other people say this before like a i remember speaking to tina oakley and she's like sometimes i just skip down the fairway when i'm not feel when i'm starting to feel a little bit upset because that sort of makes me reset and and gives me that little you know endorphin <laughs> yeah. it, it, it um, brings you back to the moment right really if, if mm -hmm. there's anything we can be when we disc golf is to be present and in the moment and once yeah. the disc leaves your hand you, you can't bring it back you can't fix that right, right? so i love yes. that you you guys keep that, that positive that and, and your whole card vibes on it like it's so cool to watch mm -hmm. i don't know if you've ever gone walk back and watched post-production of your rounds or anything but you definitely you even impact your card mates and, and it's and it's one of the things i said 
said, I'd love to interview Missy Gannon because she's always so positive <laughs> and smiling. And what is it she does that just keeps her mindset mm-hmm. there? So thanks for sharing that. That's really cool. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'm not really, again, not really sure if I know. But yeah, I, I, uh, um, I'm happy that that's my natural response. And, um, you know, if anybody else can try to force themselves to do that, then, you know, maybe it'll start becoming a habit. And you'll, you will def- definitely see a difference between, you know, feeling bad for yourself versus feeling, you know, like, well, on to the, you know, on to the next one. Yeah. Let's, let's keep going. Oh, cool. Um, so you had a successful 2022 season. Um, mm-hmm. How did it, how did it rank? I, well, I think you did, but how did it rank for you? I mean, I, I'm very proud of the way I played the season. I think, I think it was so interesting to come off of um, such a, high high from the 2021 uh, finish um, that I had Uh, you know I definitely came into the season feeling a little bit of pressure but also like really motivated because I almost felt like I could have kept going you know like I, I was I almost was sad that it was ending because I felt like for some reason everything was just you know clicking um towards the end of that season so then you start then you come into 2022 and I'm like all right you know all eyes are on me I, you know I I was the breakout player and and all of that and so the pressure was certainly um higher than it had been previously um and I think it just took a couple events to sort of find find my rhythm and you know also to to see how how much the competition competition had grown even um, just from the previous year, and as we saw, you know there were so many new winners this year, and that was really really cool to see. And it just made it made playing well, even if you weren't winning, it made coming in you know top five or top ten feel that much more um, important and and big um, because of how stiff the competition is now and. Um, you know, I definitely feel like I've had, I had a pretty steady season, consistent, a couple of, a couple of misses outside the top 10, but for the most part, I was within the top 10 and if not the top five. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty proud of the way I finished and, uh, or the way that I performed all year. And, um, while it didn't have the huge fireworks that it did, um, at the end of 2021, it still was overall, um, I think an even more consistent season than, than 2021 was. I think it's really cool how you just said, you know, you noticed the difference in competition even from last year. And you've only been playing the sport six years and you've already noticed the impact in the FPO division of the Mm -hmm. up and coming players. And um, like, how do you do you plan for that? Like for 2023 coming, you know that there's more of this coming. Do you have a different game plan or is there something you're working on that you feel you need to? better your game at to stay competitive with these these up-and-comers or is it just going to be play your game and let the chips fall where they may mm-hmm. uh, for the most part it, it's you know play my game um i i do feel like my consistency um was uh is at a, you know an all-time high which i think is so important uh, you know on tour and and playing so many events every every week pretty much um but 
I am trying to focus more on having a stronger forehand. I think that one of the reasons that, uh, you know, somebody like Kristen Tatar had so, so much consistent success and, wi you know, wins is that she's the She's the most well-rounded player on tour at, at, at this current time. Um, she's got the consistency. She's got the backhand. She has the forehand. You know, she's a good scramble player. So um, trying to find that consistency with the forehand. I did use my forehand a, a little bit last year, but the consistency was still not there. And I, I never felt really confident when I had to, you know, choose the forehand or when a, when a, a hole asked, you know, for a forehand, um, I could throw it really well in practice because there was no pressure. And, <laughs> and, you know, I was, I was throwing like the cleanest forehands I've ever thrown, but um, then I'd get into competition and, you know, I would go back to my old ways and, and turn over my wrist and it would just go all over the place. Um, so I am trying to, to focus on, you know, being a more well-rounded player. And I think the best way for me to get there is by having a stronger forehand. Um, otherwise, I feel pretty good about my other skill sets. I, I could use a little bit more distance on the backhand, but I don't think it's quite as important than uh, uh, as a forehand. So, um, you know, I, I think that now it, more important than ever is is you have to you have to keep developing, um, especially because I, I have only been in the sport for, for six years. Yep. So <laughs> I've been I've been learning all of my skills while trying to compete uh, professionally. So um, it's uh, it's just like a different time. And I'm actually really glad that I went on tour kind of I guess the whole thing is like pre-COVID versus post-COVID um, because pre-COVID you know the it was still a grind um, it's still a grind but uh, it's it's a little bit more financially feasible with sponsors and um, you know just a lot more money coming into the sport but you know I think I have um, I have so much experience coming from being, you know, living out of my car to now, you know, being a little bit more comfortable. Um, so it's, uh, I, I think I have this like even greater appreciation for, you know, what I, what I have and being out here. And I think it even goes back to, you know, when I, when I just smile off a bad shot, it's like, I'm so grateful that I'm, that, that I'm still out here and I'm doing better than ever. And, um, you know, I don't want to take any of that for granted because I, and I knew what it was like before, um, and how hard it was and, you know, that it wasn't, it wasn't really that viable of an option for a career, but I still, you know, wanted to stick with it. And, um, yeah, I, I think, uh, it's, it's really cool to see the progress of myself, but also all of the other players on tour and how many more people are on tour, especially uh, on the FPO side. So, um, yeah, I just I, I, it's so it's so funny to kind of be known as a veteran now, but like still feel so <laughs> new. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's a, it's I'm just grateful to be out on tour still. It's it's interesting um, that you said you know, you're going to work on your forehand because you feel like you need to have that in the bag. And I was just listening to um, Hannah Macbeth on her podcast saying that nowadays out on tour, the the women that are making a difference and 
constantly um, up there in the standings are the women with the forehand and the backhand. Like mm -hmm. even five years ago, you could be on tour, Sarah being the perfect example, predominant forehand player, or Paige being mm -hmm. predominant backhand player. It, that just doesn't fly anymore. Like you need to have right. both in the bag, right? Like it's just the skills that are coming along with these players that are pushing into the top end of the FPO are just incredible. And um, yeah, I think that, I, you know, that's what I'm working on this off season too, is my forehand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've, been, been, yeah. I've been playing over 20 years and I don't have mm -hmm. a serviceable one. So it's mm -hmm. time. Like if I, at my age, I'm going to be 50. And if I still want to compete, I, I need to have a forehand. It's just that, that yeah, simple. Yeah, absolutely. And it's even so much more important in my mind now because, um, you know, I, I see these players. I think I, I saw that you interviewed Holland Hanley. Yep. And, um, you know, I, I see those t those players, um, Holland and Ella Hansen and, you know, just some of the newer newer players on tour but, but have both the backhand and forehand. And I think they're the only thing they're lacking really is – um, cons consistency probably yep. and also just c comfort on tour I think that's another reason why I've found success um, in the recent couple of years is that uh, I'm comfortable on tour now like there's so many things that go into traveling the country full-time you know everyone everyone always thinks like wow you know you're so lucky that you get to do that and I and I am however it's not quite as easy as a lot of people um, you know think it is it's 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 like constantly moving and you know you, sometimes you never know what the we, we we travel with a camper so like you know there's there's always those sort of sort of stresses you know if you blow a tire or you need some service done and um you know that i think there's so many things to learning about being on tour not just being on tour playing disc golf just just the tour life part of it all that takes some time to getting getting used to and um you know that's something that i know that these once these uh, women start feeling a little bit more comfortable and not um having to think so much about you know whether it's money or yeah just just getting used to the travel part and figuring out where they're going to sleep you know for the night that that those kind yeah. of things um there's a lot there's just so much more going on and i know that those those players are going to be the ones that are going to be the you know be the next top player um just because their skill sets there they just have to get comfortable and uh, just a little in. bit more consistent yeah yeah can I uh, change track and, and kind of rewind a little bit when we, we talked about giving back? Um, you're involved with Uplay. What, what is your role with, with that organization? Yeah, so I'm, um, you know, an athlete ambassador. Um, so I'm on, you know, Uplay is pretty much on tour with us in, in a way. Um, they've worked with the Disc Golf Pro Tour with their Community Connect programs where, you know, whatever tour stop we are uh, at, they try to link up with a local school or an organization um, that they can, you know, run uh, pretty much an all-day uh, clinic um, where the usually it's for during like a PE class and we'll just we'll just be uh, there for every period of PE class um, all different grades and age ages 
and we'll teach them about disc golf, you know, within a 30 to, you know, one hour period, depending on how their, you know, school is all set up. But, um, and, and yeah, we'll try to teach them as much as, you know, as much as we can about disc golf, but mostly just the basics of um, putting and driving and, uh, you know, short throws, long throws, forehands. Uh, so whatever we can fit into the class period, we will try to do. And um, yeah, so I, I'm able to go and help represent with, you know, Zoe and Dustin and some of the other um, athlete ambassadors and yeah just just teach the kids for a few hours um about disc golf so you know i'm not at every single one um but we kind of rotate and and have different athletes at different schools and different events across the country and yeah we just spread the knowledge great That's awesome yeah and mm -hmm. you're headed to uganda as well i believe with the paul Macbeth foundation um what are you going to yes. be doing over there yeah, that's going to be exciting. Um, we are heading to Uganda uh, to, to install two courses, one in a smaller fishing village of uh, Kotosi and the other one at a larger university in Kampala, I believe. Um, and we're yeah, so those are going to be the two, the first ever courses in the country. And while we're there, once we set up the courses, we're going to, you know, invite the local community and the uh, college students and uh, give clinics and, you know, give out discs and uh, bags and, and stuff like that to, you know, get them get them going and get discs in their hands and a course in their town. And hopefully they can, um, you know, continue to play it and, uh, you know, teach more people. And I think I'm really excited about the university course because they actually, I think while we're there or maybe towards the end, they are doing this big sort of college games type event where, you know, other colleges are going to come to their university and they're going to have a bunch of different um, sporting events that they're going to compete in. And I think the the dean or um, yeah I, th I think somebody at the call at the university is uh, hoping to have disc golf in that competition you know if not next year maybe the the following year um, so that could Fun. be really cool to yeah to actually see you know them practice and and play the course and then maybe it'll be you know a part of their their big event uh, you know in the next year or two. Awesome. That, that, yeah. that's going to be an amazing trip for you I think I know uh, I'm so excited yeah I'm nervous but I'm excited yeah you've had all your injections and everything yes yeah so yeah. yellow fever we, we just started taking you know some malaria yeah. tablets <laughs> yep so no. it's, uh, it's gonna be an experience no we'll be uh, there until the 20th so okay. um, yeah we'll get back right before the holidays which will be nice nice cool and you'll be having covering mm -hmm. that on your social media yeah yeah so we're, we're we're gonna i do also believe that there will be some sort of documentary that'll be coming out um for our, you know all of the paul Macbeth foundation projects um so they're going to be filming while we're down there and and yeah uh getting footage of us teaching uh people and um installing the course and all of that so that'll be fun to watch later on but 
we will be, uh, you know, doing some smaller posts on social media, assuming that we're able to. We're kind of unsure about um, how the connection is going to be down there and, you know, what we're going to be able to post. But yeah. we'll, we'll try if we can. Is Tom going? He is. Yeah. So Great. that was really nice um, to have him be able to come with me and experience it as well. That's awesome. You're going you're to have a lot yeah. of fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> I can't wait to watch. I just watched the documentary on Columbia, which was really mm. cool, that Jomez did for the Paul Macbeth Foundation. So, yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to, to seeing the, the great work you guys do. I'm, I'm so excited to be a part of it. <laughs> do you have any plans or goals for the 2023 season? I, I'm not ever really one to like set any hard goals. You know, I think that if I put the, you know, the work in as much as I can during the off season, um, this off season has been a little bit different than usual. Usually I have, you know, a lot of time to focus on training and, you know, we're not necessarily up in New York as much as we have been because we've been flying out of New York for, uh, we went to Peru after the Pro Tour Championship um, for a, a leisure trip, but um, it's been a little bit, uh, a little bit different of an off season for me. But um, yeah, and I, I don't really like to set hard goals because I think that that just adds pressure. You know, I think that if I just play my game and continue, you know, doing what I've been doing, hopefully with a, a stronger forehand in there, um, I'll, uh, you know, I'll do okay. I'll do fine. I, I like being able to kind of, you know, go with the flow and 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 fix things if I need to but you know I during the season but if if I do if I do the proper work during the off season then you know I, I I'll set myself up for for success again I think so yeah <laughs> cool good uh, that's a good answer <laughs> um, we ask our guests four maybe sometimes five questions that are kind of okay. cookie cutter questions and so and, and it could be it could, for whatever reason that the first ones all the first couple are always very hard because yeah we're asking we're asking you to pick favorite um but for oh. what for whatever reason um whether it be someone you admire someone you enjoy playing with or you love to watch their game who is an mpo player that you admire or is your favorite you for whatever reason. <laughs> wow, that is kind of hard, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I um, I've played a couple of practice rounds with uh, James Conrad, um, which uh, you know I find myself very lucky to be a friend of his, and he's also somebody that I think has a really um, level head. You know, I love seeing the videos of him having his outbursts, quote unquote, uh, <laughs> where he, you know, you know, lightly, you know, taps a tree branch yep. when he didn't didn't throw it a, 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 his shot as well as he wanted to. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's uh, he's a friend, and he also is a pretty you know cool cucumber and kind of uh 
is able to brush things off pretty easily. And so I think we we jive well in terms of our personalities while we are playing disc golf. Um, and, you know, he also loves my dogs, which any <laughs> oh, any person oh. who loves my dogs is, <laughs> is a friend and, of mine. So. And, and you mentioned your dogs, and we'll do a little you know go off on a tangent here because i saw your your post on i think it was instagram of you um going around and you've got your he had your two dogs was it you have yeah yes yeah you were mm-hmm. you were golfing with your two dogs and i have a dog and my favorite disc golfing experiences are just going out with my dog and mm-hmm. playing around by myself so i you know yeah. i thought that was it's just like you get in that kind of moment where nothing matters so that was really cool to see you yeah. out there with your dogs yeah they're 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 characters my one uh little black and white one rio he's just a frisbee dog you know he has his frisbee he will do anything for his frisbee and he also he wants to get our frisbees which is yeah. bad on us for not uh teaching him otherwise <laughs> but also the benefit is that if i shank one into the woods and yeah. it goes down a little ravine yeah. he's he's he'll go get it for me <laughs> or in the awesome. in or in the stream like you you might have seen in the video he'll 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 go underwater to try to get that frisbee so um yeah and and pippi is a she's she's 10 years old i've had her since she was a puppy so she's my she's my ride or die and um so she's been she's been my adventure buddy forever and now we you know was we used to hike uh, all the time, and now we play disc golf all the time. So she's a happy she's a happy dog either way. <laughs> outdoors, that's great. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we've talked about a favorite or admired MPO. What about an FPO? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's even harder because I, you know, I've come to really enjoy playing with a, a lot of the women out there, um, and I've become friends with a lot of. A lot of them as well and what if you know, you're I, picking one that you'd want on your card to keep the vibe good like what if it was like mm, that kind of situation gosh there it's 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 it, that it's a hard one because okay. it, it it feels as though okay no it, it, it's still gonna be a hard one to answer and yeah. I might end up giving you two but yeah. um, from from a from a friend standpoint I always love playing with Paige Pierce you know she's been there basically since the beginning of my you know coming into the professional world and she's sort of been my you know the person that has had taken me under her wing and um, you know, helped me a lot with with different opportunities in the sport and you know we just we're just best friends and we 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 read each other really well we're also again both very very competitive so when we get to play together um especially when we get to play together during an actual competitive round you know there's there's that little bit of like pushing each other which is really always nice but the other person i think i would have to say is uh kristen tatar we're not you know really close off the field um but we are always you know really happy to play with each other and um she's even said to me before about you know how i keep it light and how i'm always smiling it's something that she really enjoys and really admires and and for me it's you know her her skill and her also being a very level-headed person um and just always so stoic and you know it seems as though nothing bothers her but at the same time she's focused like laser focused on every <laughs> single shot so um yeah 
I, I certainly admire her, and I, I like playing with her as well. Next question is a two-parter, and it's okay. the, your favorite course that you've played and your bucket list course that you haven't yet played. Um, so my favorite course, and I, I feel like I say this all the time, so I'm going to keep it consistent, um, is the Idlewild course. Um, it's very difficult. It's um, it challenges your it challenges your skills, but I think the biggest thing is that it challenges your mental game, which we've covered. That uh, that's one of the stronger um, parts of my game is 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 my um, ability to kind of shrug things off because that course will will eat you up and it'll spit you out and you're 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 only gonna do better there if you can brush off you know a bad kick or having to scramble out of um some some rough uh so i i really love the way that idlewild challenges you as a player um both skill skill wise and and mentally and my bucket list course I think I'm really, I, I think I'm going to have the opportunity to go to Norway this year. Um, it's uh, now, I believe, an elite series event, the Sula Open. Yeah. Um, I just watching the coverage and seeing the videos and, you know, seeing posts from my friends about Norway. It looks, it looks just, it looks like a, a wonderland, <laughs> you know, just somewhere yeah. that I can just see myself um, visiting. And so I'm really excited to actually, I can't even remember what the course is called, but the course in Norway that they play for Sula Open. <laughs> it looks amazing. I, I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully I can, I can, you know, check that off my bucket list uh, next, next season. Fingers crossed. Yeah. That'd yeah. be, be some big time traveling you'll have done in the Uganda, I know, yeah. crazy. That's that's awesome. Yeah. And is is that your plan? I'm going to digress a bit, but are you planning mm -hmm. to do the 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 Europe, all the all the big tours over there, or are you just? Yeah, I I do plan on it. I think last year the the schedule seemed a little bit crazy and a little bit um, uh, it was like gonna it seemed stressful to have to go to go to Europe and then I think it was like we were right back into an elite series event like the next weekend um whereas this this season there the the European stretch is sort of um in between two silver series events which are yeah. silver events is now they're, what they're called so thankfully I I don't plan on playing either one of those um so it's going to make having a week off before and after, uh, you know, make the traveling a lot nicer and, and hopefully less stressful. Nice. Yeah. Okay. The last question is, if you could only play around with one disc, what disc would that be? <laughs> That's easy. easy. Um, that that would be that would be the Thrasher. I pretty much already do that anyway. Like I think I could even putt with it if I wanted to. Um, 
but yeah that's that's my that's my go-to i have five in the bag i think they all they all in my mind do different things um no but they they do they fly slightly differently um but yeah that's my that's my go-to it's like it's like when it's like when a disc golfer finds the disc that just feels like it was made for them that's what the thrasher is for me our um sponsor okanagan disc supply the owner dan has a missy gannon thrasher in his bag nice. and he goes here comes a missy yep <laughs> and i actually gave one away in a secret santa to a, i got a lightweight one and i mm-hmm. gave it away in a secret santa to a girl who'd been looking forever and she couldn't find one so they're definitely wow. sought after yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm. I think, I feel like it's. It's been nice. The only person I knew before I joined Discraft who, who threw the Thrasher was was Valerie Jenkins, Valerie Doss. And yeah. unfortunately, I've I've haven't really had a chance to play with her. Uh, I think I joined the tour after she had left the tour, um, like just shortly after, like a month or two or something, um, which is really kind of sad. But. Um, you know, I've played, I've, I've been to Bevel and we played the putter, putter course together. And, um, yeah, she was sort of the reason why I picked up the Thrasher because I, even though I hadn't played with her, I think that I figured we might've had similar arm speeds or, or something, something similar between the yeah. two of us. And I'm just glad that I, I did pick up a Thrasher because it just turned out to be the disc that, um, you know, I, I use for everything. I, you know, it, it could be a 220 foot tunnel shot and i'll throw it uh so if it um, works throw it (laughs) yeah yeah so i i feel like i'm i've been seeing more and more women on you know social media tagging um me when they throw a thrasher and and uh that's what could i have hoped for to to kind of put the thrasher maybe back on the map a little bit and and um especially when i see other women throwing them it's it's really it you know, it makes me feel really uh, proud and happy to to have my name disc and also it to be a disc that I actually throw. Because sometimes, it, sometimes it doesn't happen that way. But um, yeah. Cool. Um, did you have any another question, Kerry? Um, I just I just really wanted to uh, just express to Missy like the, the positive vibe she brings to the sport. And the and as a fan and someone who watches on this side, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being that bright light and that sometimes the shiniest part of the day when I'm watching a Jomez coverage or GK Pro. Sorry, um, uh, just watching you play like it just it makes me smile. Just this whole interview, I've just been smiling just because I can hear it in your voice. Like um, I, I know you it's what you you say you, you like to admit you are you're doing that you are putting that vibe out there and and I love to see it it's it's awesome it, we don't see it enough I think like you and own Scoggins um I that would be you guys would be on my dream card <laughs> well thank you I really appreciate those those kind words it it certainly motivates me to um continue to just be who I am out there and um you know it's it's really nice to to you know have that sort of feedback because it's it's you know you don't those aren't the things you always hear all the time and um you know it's it's definitely appreciated and i again i i'm just so thankful to be out on tour and to to do what i do so if that could have any sort of impact on anybody else in a positive way then um you know i'm doing i'm doing the right thing and um yeah so thank you 
You're so welcome. Definitely. Is, is there anybody you would like to give a shout out to or thanks to? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, all of my, my sponsors, uh, I couldn't have, uh, you know, had the success that I did throughout the 2022 season. So um, Discraft Disc Golf is, you know, my, my biggest supporter and it's, it is like a, a big family there. And um, I, I am so grateful for everything that they do for me and um, my other sponsors, um, Grip, Whale Sacks, uh, Good Dog Seltzer, and um, uh, Ledgestone. Uh, they are just keeping me out on the road and doing what I love to do. And yeah, I couldn't couldn't be more well supported than I am right now. And obviously, my uh, husband Tom for pretty much dropping everything just like uh you know I did we we did it together and and went out on tour back in 2018 and we've been on the road together ever since so yeah if you ever want to try to test your relationship then <laughs> go on a uh five five year uh road trip pretty much <laughs> that's <laughs> With your awesome significant other uh, yeah but he's he's my biggest supporter and my number one fan and um he he helps more than I think he knows so uh if he if he listens to this this episode which I hope he does uh I'll, <laughs> I'll make him but um yeah I uh I'm very very grateful to have him in my life and for coming on this wild journey with me it's been it's been great it's been bad sometimes but overall it's it's something that I don't think either of us would would ever take back. So um, really happy to to be on this adventure with him, and you know all of my other friends and family, and anybody that's ever supported me in in any way, whether it's just sending me some kind words or or picking up a tour series pressure. I'm um, so thankful for for everybody out there that roots for me uh, every week. That's great. I want to thank you for giving up your time and appearing on the podcast. Um, it's been awesome chatting with you and I, I totally agree with Kerry your energy just comes through and um, it's been great speaking with you and it's a joy to watch you on tour absolutely I can't wait I think I'm coming to Vegas so hopefully you'll be there I can't wait to oh, come nice. watch yeah, yeah I'll be there I'll be there well great. thank you guys thank thank you so much for having me on on your on your show and of course um, yeah I look forward to hearing uh more about other players uh that join your podcasts uh yeah excited to listen to the episodes thanks sweet thank you take care okay thank you bye-bye okay. so that was our chat with missy what are your takeaways from that carrie well um i'm pretty sure everyone will agree you could hear her smiling through the whole interview yeah. <laughs> like it's uh it's contagious to see and hear but just to talk to her like that is um, yeah, just the energy that she gives you that positive energy. And, you know, she's hard not to cheer for. She's yeah. 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 Miss is one of my favorite um, female disc golfers out there anyway. And, you know, she's just excited to watch. She's got a good all around game. And she's uh, passionate about the sport, like not yeah. just her, her piece, but to give back and yeah. to be part of the bigger picture, which is really cool. Yeah. And I think she's going to have another good year, uh, you know, with, with all the females out there. I don't know, you know, whether who, who's going to end up on the podium week in, week out, but I yep. think she'll, she'll have a solid year. She will 
keep as one of those top 10 FPO players. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, like, like we've talked with everybody that's been on the show, just that, that drive to, to stay ahead, right. There was all the competition coming up and she has that, like that mindset. So yeah, I'm going to be excited to see what happens this season with her for sure. Yeah. I'm excited. It's, it's going to be a good year and uh, I wish Missy all the best and I can't wait. Uh, Like I said, she's one of my favorites to watch. Yeah. And so good luck, Missy, and thank you for listening. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks.